Hi friends, welcome to the first episode of the Career Equally podcast. My name is Dr. Raina Brands and I am the founder of Career Equally and the host of the Career Equally podcast. And hi, my name is Dr. Anitha Ruthin. I am the co-founder of Career Equally and I'll be co-hosting with Raina. So, Anitha, what are we doing here? You know, Raina, I think the best way to describe it is to start with the story that has haunted us for seven years and that really helps to explain why we're doing this. Do you want to tell the story that brought us to the point of, of making a podcast together? Might this be the we don't have a gender problem story? Yes, it is. So as I recall, it was seven years ago. Uh, you and I had both just started at London Business School as assistant professors. And we attended a conference, which is all about gender gaps in attainment. Uh, so keeping women on the leadership track, keeping women in organizations, helping women achieve as highly as men in those organizations. And we sat through a fantastic presentation by a very talented researcher who had managed to close a significant achievement gap in her organization. It was really inspiring research. And at lunch, we sat next to the head of a really similar organization. So think of your company's biggest competitor, uh, similar industry, similar size, similar performance, you know, occupies a similar place in the market. This is how close the reference point was. And we engaged this man in a conversation about the research we'd just seen. And we asked him if he was going to implement any of it. And do you remember what he said? I remember it vividly. He looked at both of us and he said, oh, but we don't have a gender problem here in his organization. That is what he said, yes. How did you feel about that? I was floored and I was floored for two reasons. One is because this very senior male leader had opted in to attending a conference about gender issues and the issues of progression in organizations that create the disproportionate differences that we see in, in top leadership. So he had opted in and then he watched someone talking about a context just like his own and he just thought it was totally irrelevant. He found it interesting, but irrelevant. And so I was just totally flummoxed. And to be honest, in a way that's incredibly uncharacteristic of me, I think I said absolutely nothing back. So Reina, does it haunt you for the same reasons? It, yes, but it haunts me for a different reason as well. And that is because it is an incredibly stupid thing to say. Because what we know and what we, can, what we can know just by looking around the world is that gender bias is the status quo. If you look at any indicator, women have less social power, less political power, and poorer outcomes than men. And if we're thinking about organizations, uh, that is true, that gender bias is the status quo. And even if you put really rigorous procedures, policies, and programs in place, all you are doing is mitigating that status quo. There is no organization that is, that is gender equal. So when I hear from a leader who has none of those things in place, that his organization doesn't have a gender problem, what he is basically saying is that gravity doesn't exist in his organization. He's saying that even though they definitely have a gender pay gap, even though they definitely have fewer women in leadership and management than men, and even though 
It is almost certainly the case that the high prestige jobs in his organization are filled with men and the low prestige jobs are filled with women. It is not gender bias that explains that. It is some other more complicated explanation. And it's like saying that we know gravity is everywhere, but gravity isn't in our organization. And when we drop a pen and we see it go to the floor, that's due to some other more complicated dynamic, not gravity. And that's why it's an incredibly stupid thing to say. Completely agree. And it's a stunningly stupid thing for a leader of an organization to say, because even if his organization had been doing so much better than its peers in terms of gender, we know from reality, from just looking around the world around us, that it, it probably could not claim that in terms of thinking about minority women or women uh, from other underrepresented backgrounds. So when we start adding in the intersections of other identities. So for him to look at you, uh, a white woman, and look at me, a woman from a racial minority background in this context, and say that with all the confidence and the sheer certainty that he had really just blows me away because he wasn't even worried about being wrong or looking stupid in front of two experts who study these exact issues in organizations. So what did we spend the last seven years doing, Reina? Well, I think we spent the next seven years talking to different versions of, of that man. So in addition to doing our research and our teaching, we spent an awful lot of time going into organizations and translating our research and the research of other people into practice. So we came to them with ideas about how to reduce explicit bias, how to reduce implicit bias, how to make sure policies and procedures and practices were fair and meritocratic, how to reduce achievement gaps between men and women, how to keep women in the leadership track. So Anita, seven years later, how do you feel? I think I feel tired because for seven years, I think we've both spent an incredible amount of time and energy and effort and thought trying to prove the problem to people who don't want to believe it exists. So I realized that it's time to start talking to the people who know it exists. It's time to start talking to the women? Yes, all women. So that is why we're here and that is the goal of Career Equally. Our mission is not to fix the women, but to fix the system by educating and empowering women. To demand change. To demand real, concrete change using expertise and evidence. Because that's what's made a difference for us. When we experience gender bias in our professional lives, we can see it, we can immediately identify it and recognize it for what it is, and we know how to address it. And that's why, in a way, I'm really grateful to that man who we had lunch with. Because if that hadn't happened so early in our careers, we may never have turned to each other later on in the day and said, did you see that the way I saw it? Is it what I thought it was? And what do we do about it? And so for seven years, we've had those conversations again and again, when our friends, when our students, when we speak to organizations and people come to us and they tell us about the gender bias they experience, they end up asking, did that just really happen? And we're able to say, yes, here's why here's your evidence, or here's how to collect that evidence. And to everyone listening, that is our goal. That's what we want to do for you. What we want to do is scale the conversations you and I have to reach a much bigger audience. Globally. So Anita, what can listeners expect from the Career Equally podcast? 
Going forward, we're going to be sending out a free newsletter. You should sign up for it because in the newsletter, we'll be doing a deep dive on some topic that we think of as a key factor in holding women back or creating barriers for women. And what we're going to do in the podcast to follow from that newsletter is get into the nuance, get into the complexity, talk about how uh, some of these dynamics might differ for white women versus women from other backgrounds. And in the podcast, we're also going to be answering questions that people submit after reading the newsletter. And so our goal is for the podcast to follow on that deep dive, provide some more nuanced understanding, some stories, and also to really focus on what to do once you understand why you are experiencing the bias you might be experiencing. Because the goal for us is for you and all women to have an equal career. So friends, that's it for our first episode of the Career Equally podcast. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember, you don't need to lean in or fix yourself because you're not the problem. The system is the problem, so let's work together to demand change.